You are tuned in with Reverend and Goodwill Ambassador Art Wilson. We started laying hands on people and the Spirit of God flooded into that place and God did incredible things. Each week, you are invited behind the scenes to be a part of exclusive and unique topics about world news, biblical finds, and religious events. Here's your host, Art Wilson. Praise the Lord, everyone. We're just here talking. I'm with Brother Stone King. So glad to have him on the line. And we're just thinking and talking about all the things that are going on in our world today. And we're just so thankful that Brother Stone King had some time today. Praise the Lord, Brother Stone King. Praise the Lord, sir. Brother Stone King, you know, I wanted to ask you, and I know that all of our watchers and viewers and listeners are very interested in your perspective with all that's going on in our world, all the things that are happening, we need, we need a sure, mature, discernible word from God right now. We have a global pandemic. This coronavirus is running rampant all over our world. Just this morning, we found out that we're breaking 2 million people that are infected. And then we have all the deaths that are going on in America. This virus has taken America by storm. America, one of the superpowers in the world, this virus is, is, is almost as if it's targeted America. We're indeed in a, in a global pandemic. And um, it's not a virus that is attacking only sinners. It's not a virus that is discriminating against certain people. This virus is not discriminating. It's at, at one moment, we know that people were, were saying it was a virus for sinners and people need to exercise faith until precious members of the church, prophets and leaders and, and global leaders have been, that are in the church have been getting affected. And so now we now know and we can safely say this is not a virus that is discriminating and is a, something that's only attacking sinners. It's attacking the church as well. So it's not something that means you don't have any faith or you're living in sin. It's a bug. It's a virus. And it's just so much going on. But with that in mind, myself and a number of other leaders, Brother Stone King, including yourself, we've been communicating, we've been talking, we've all been praying together. There is something going on. There is something under the surface. There's something happening. I've been up many a nights fasting, praying, there's, there's unrest. There's some kind of warfare that's, that's brewing under the surface, and we need direction. Brother Stone King, what are you seeing? What is the Lord telling you about? Seem to pull. 
all things together. There's like a spirit of confusion. It's a real sabotage against us. It's an attack against especially spiritual leaders among us. So I have decided that I'm going to do an all-out attack on it. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, then will I heal their land. Then will I forgive their sin and heal their land. I think we need to join together in an all-out unified spiritual warfare in the name of Jesus against this coronavirus pandemic. Jesus is the only one that can crack it. He is the answer for what is going on in this present hour. There is so much at stake. The forces of darkness are trying to destroy spiritual leadership. If you notice, a lot of our preachers are being attacked. They're just going through terrible struggles. I've been unable to sleep. I've been awakened in, in, the, in the night, early in the morning, and I can feel there's just an attack coming against us. But I know how to deal with that. I go after it in the name of Jesus. Brother Stone King, that's powerful. You know, when you think about that, my Lord, what a word from God. You know, there, there, there's something to this. I've been working with a few things as well, just looking into some things. I, I, I mentioned some things that they're going to be breaking news on here in a moment about the doomsday clock and, and about how they've set that this, this year for the first time to 100 seconds before doomsday, before they feel like in an algorithm that the world's coming to an end. And, 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 and we've got all these signs of the times. And now we have this COVID virus. Uh, we got all these things that are happening that are coming against us in one, in one moment. The enemy must know something. Maybe we are in the end times and we're headed towards something major. And the enemy may know the timing. He may know that he doesn't have a lot of time. We, it's no telling what we're going to expect in the future. But this could be an indicator of really what time it is. I think it's absolutely amazing to take a good look at just basic Bible prophecy. We know in the end there will be a one world government, there will be a one world leader, the Antichrist. I find it rather astounding that in a matter of a few days, this entire pandemic has reached the entire world. It would appear that it has been programmed perhaps years ago, at least months and months ago. There's a plan to destroy life as we know it. There's a terrible attack against Christianity, but greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. It's amazing to me that in just two or three days, the whole world became unified over this coronavirus. It's interesting 
world at once. And now we're living at a time. It's like getting a glimpse into what the tribulation period may look like because it's covered the whole world. It's easy to see how just in a matter of days, the whole world could be converted into one world system. And the man who steps on the scene that is able to bring some kind of order to that or give answers, they will hail him as the Messiah, the Antichrist. Jesus said, I've come in my father's name. Me you have rejected, but there is one that will come in his own name. Him you will receive. So it's interesting to watch, to see, and to understand how quickly this whole thing could flow into a one-world government, a one-world system, and a one-world leader. Though this is not the tribulation period, but it's a glimpse of that because the church will not go through the tribulation period. The church is not appointed to wrath. Jesus said that. You and I know, as scholars of the Bible, going through church history and all of the things that can be verified historically, the church has always seen persecution, but persecution comes from your fellow man. We have never seen the wrath of God. The tribulation period is the wrath of God against those who know not him, who know not truth. They're wicked. Amen. God forbid we would ever see the wrath of God. We have seen the persecution of our fellow man, but we've never seen the wrath of God. The wrath of God is designed upon those who know not God. For that reason, I can take great heart in this. We're living at a time when the end time prophecies are coming to pass. You've got China in the news. You've got Russia in the news. We know that all directions in the Bible are from Jerusalem. Mm. Kings of the north, that would be Russia. Kings of the east, that would be China. China and Russia are continuously in the news. In other words, the stage is set. The players are all in place. Jesus could come today because nothing has to be fulfilled in the Bible for him to come. He could come today. I personally feel that God is testing us to see if the church will really become the church, it should become. If the church will become the church, it can become with signs, wonders, and miracles, fearless preaching, lifting up the name of Jesus like we've never done before. Something could happen. God could hold everything. He could put time at a standstill because he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I mean, really, when you look at the Bible, all the way in the Old Testament, the promise was the Messiah is coming. That was the great hope. The Messiah is coming. That's what they preached year after year after year, century after century. The Messiah is coming. That was the hope of the Hebrew children. The Messiah wow. came. But once the Messiah came, that wasn't it. He said the comforter is coming. So when you look at this, in Acts chapter 2, at the birth of the church, at the birth of the church, God did not give birth to the Roman Catholic Church, the Greek Orthodox Church, the 
the Baptist Church, the Lutheran Church, the Methodist Church, the Episcopalian, the Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, the Mormons. He did not give birth to those facets or forms of Christianity. They are man-made developments for various reasons, persecution, torture, all kinds of things. But the church that Jesus gave birth to in Acts 2.38 was repentance, baptism in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. In other words, the Old Testament cried out, preached, shouted, Messiah's coming. The Messiah came, and he said, the comforter is coming. If I go away, I will send the comforter. He will dwell in you. That came in Acts chapter 2. Amen. So let me put it this way. Everything after the book of Acts, it's obvious something has happened. Everything points back to something that has happened. From Romans all the way through Ephesians, Philippians, Galatians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, all the rest of it. All the way through the book of Revelation. It is obvious something has happened. All of that looks back to something. What I'm saying is this. Everything before the book of Acts looks forward to something. Everything after the book of Acts looks back to something. The Bible is an empty hall without the book of Acts. Wow. Acts 2.38 is the message. We need to shout it and preach it as we have never preached it before in our entire existence. We have nothing to lose, and God will back us. He will confirm us. He said, if you go, I'll go with you. He said, if you'll preach it, I'll confirm with signs following. God help us to do it in this hour as we've never done it before. Well, Brother Stone King, when you start talking about doing things that's never been done before and preaching like we've never done before and stepping out like we've never done before, you know, you have the authority to speak that because I have traveled with you and I have worked with you and we have teamed up throughout the years to see supernatural, supernatural, powerful manifestations of God's spirit. And I know that what you're saying, you believe. When we walked into the United Nations and on the 70th anniversary, now this is very, very important because I want you to talk to us about this. The 70th anniversary of the United Nations, Brother Stone King, the 70th anniversary, the number of a generation, the UN started around the same time Israel became a nation, 70, that number of that generation. On that 70th anniversary, that, that year, you walked in to the UN, you walked up onto the General Assembly, up to the podium of the General Assembly, the largest, most famous platform on earth. There is no larger, more famous platform than to speak to the General Assembly where you address the nations and all of the member states and sovereignties of our world. Everybody's at attention. Even though the room only holds, you know, so many thousands of people, the whole world is always viewing up in the rafters, they're speaking in every language, translating throughout the world, and it's going into all the airways. And you spoke at the General Assembly to the whole world, and you told them the Acts, you told the world the Acts 238 message. I believe that unlocked something to even. I, I want you to talk to us about that. And I, I got some things to ask you, but. It's amazing what was unlocked in the Holy Ghost. 
United Nations realized that politics were not the answer to the atrocities in the world and the terrorism in the world. So the top members, eight of the top members of the United Nations decided that they would pull in uh, 14 of the world's religious leaders to come and try to give some insight as to what might be able to help and route out or neutralize terrorism uh, in the world and the human atrocities. Because politics have not done it. Governments have not done it. And you remember that they're out of those 14 top religious leaders in the world. They were there from Cambodia. They were, there was an Islamic imam there. There was a Roman Catholic bishop there. Sure. There were all, all different forms. Jewish prime minister. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, so, and in the end result, I was chosen to speak uh, to represent the uh, Christian uh, voice of Protestantism. And we only had 10 minutes. You'll remember that. Yes. Each speaker was given 10 minutes. Not one of those speakers stayed within the 10 minute frame. They all went over and they didn't even address the issues. They never addressed or tried to give an answer as to the answer to the world atrocities and uh, the terrorism. They, they read, they read, it was real. They just took their read. Nobody was listening. Nobody was even paying any attention. You remember, you're right beside me. Yes. The Chief Rabbi Israel was right beside me. He wouldn't pay any attention either. He was texting while they were doing this. Very true. What happened was, when they called my name, I was number 11 on the list because we Very were in alphabetical order. I was number 11. Right. When they called my name, you'll remember, the usher came to me and he said, Reverend, is it possible you could walk down to the podium by yourself because I have to help the ancient rabbi back to his seat? I said, there's no problem. So when they called my name, I stood. When I stood, the presence of God came in that place because I had prayed. I walked down to the podium and I simply, I simply said to them, Your Excellency, ladies and gentlemen, basically in seven and a half minutes, I finished in seven and a half minutes. I'm the only one to stay within the framework. I simply told them that Jesus was the answer. He is the Prince of Peace. I quoted, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mm. Jesus is the answer. He is the Prince of Peace. Your Excellency, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jesus. I simply turned about to the top leaders of the UN and walked off. And they gave me a standing ovation. I'm the only one that stayed within the seven and a half minute framework. But what's interesting about this, I said to Alexandra, who at that time was secretary to Ban Ki-moon, secretary general of the United Nations, the most powerful man in the world. I called her two days later and I said, I said, Alexandra, did they interpret or translate what I said while I was speaking? She said to me, she said, Brother Stone King, while you were speaking, they translated automatically as you spoke your address into the six mother tongue languages of the world, Spanish, French, German, Russian, Chinese, Arabic. I said, you're kidding. She said, no. She said, well, you don't understand, Brother Stroking, is that 2.8 billion people speak one or more of those languages. That's how far the Act 238 message is going. So ladies and gentlemen, those who are watching and listening today, 
I'm telling you, we reached the world with Acts 2.38 in seven and a half minutes. We did it. That's never happened in the history of the church. God is programming, programming us to do great and mighty things. We, we've got to be open to it. You've got to be open to mm. the deep things of God. God wants us to get beyond the same 7-11 traditional things we do all the time in our services. We need to scrap our program. If the Holy Ghost moves in a service, scrap your notes. The choir doesn't have to sing. If you follow God, climb over pews, lay hands on people, something will happen. God is waiting Amen. for us to do something. He is pushing. He is pushing at preachers harder than he's ever preached. I've had the Holy Ghost 56 years. The Holy Ghost is pulling at our preachers to get beyond themselves and try something. For example, I was in a service this last year, and uh, uh, some I prayed for somebody and walked away, and some, some guy walked up and he said, well, Brother Stone, can you pray for us? He said, they weren't healed. Why not? I said, I don't know why not. I'm not God. He just said to lay hands on them and pray. So I lay hands on them and I pray. And that's what he told me to do. I can't heal them. I can't fill them with the Holy Ghost, but I can lay hands on people and pray. Our problem is, we major on the minuses. Amen. Forget what did not happen. Let's shout and dance over what did happen. The God who didn't get it tonight will pray for it tomorrow night. We need to get beyond our traditions wow. and forget our personal feelings. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. It's not about you. My only reason to ever step in a pulpit is to connect the people with Jesus. There is no other reason for me to be there. None. Wow. I am there to connect the people with Jesus. We've got to get, if people, if we can get Jesus out of the ink and the paper of the Bible, where he will stand before the people in full view, they will fall in love with him. They, if they love him, they will follow him. That's what it's really, really all about. Well, I tell you, Brother Stone King, when, when we talk about this, and I'm, I'm feeling the power of the Almighty God, because you're setting a stage, you're talking to us about in this hour, we need to be focused. We need to be busy. We need to be focused. We need to be looking for opportunities to be involved in the kingdom business. And, and, and when we're talking about just the revival that, that, that's broken out in the United Nations. And when one of the things that I don't think our viewers have maybe heard, but when you when they called your name, we were sitting together and um, it was just an amazing moment. I always tell people, if you were the Apostle Paul, I was Luke, I'm hanging out, I'm just there, okay? <laughs> I, I, I'm just there, okay? <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm, I'm sitting, I got a front row seat, right? And when they call your name and, and they begin to take you up, I'm just sitting, I, I pull out my, and I got pictures, I've got pictures, okay? but I start taking pictures and all these things. I'm breaking all these rules. You know how I do it. But um, when you walked up and you got into, onto the platform and you have the heads of the world behind you, and for a moment, I saw an angelic atmosphere. It was as if the world had stood still and the world was about to hear a word from God. I'm telling you, and when you came down, I told you, I said, there was an angel behind you and it was massive. It was, it was as big as anything 
and I didn't see an angel form, but I saw the atmosphere. I saw the presence. I know these things. I know what was happening and manifesting itself. There was a power coming from God. This was a big moment. And then to get the reports, because everything that goes on in the general assembly, folks, the general assembly, do we realize what's happened? As sure as we're all locked up in a global pandemic and we can't believe it, believe that we were, the, the Acts 238 message was spoken at the general assembly of the world. And on that, in that platform, whatever goes on there, whatever's said there, it's kept, it's still today on the United Nations website archives. They tell me that statistically they're still viewing that thing. And when we last checked, this was some years ago, but when we last checked, every five minutes, there was some 250 views popping up. Boom, boom, boom. People were watching and sharing this. It reminds me of the scripture in the midst of the apocalypse, in the, in the midst of what Jesus is talking about, the midst of war, war, warning us about pandemics and, and famines and disease, we hear, and this gospel of the kingdom in the fabric of it all shall be preached in all the world as a witness. Now, I want you to talk to me about that witness word because you talked to me about it before. As a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come. If anything is sharing right now, it's the Acts 2.38 message on the UN website. But that word in Matthew 24.14, you were talking to me about the word witness was literally a different translation in the original. In the King James Version, it says, and this gospel shall be preached in all the world as a witness. But in every other translation, I am told, they do not use the word witness. They use the word testimony. Wow. So what the Bible is saying there is, what Jesus is saying, and this gospel shall be preached in all the world for a testimony. And then shall the end come. And the thing that I did, I could have walked up there and I could have talked about religion, but I didn't. I simply addressed them and said, ladies and gentlemen, your excellencies, you're looking at a miracle. I'm not supposed to be here. By all medical expertise, I'm not supposed to be here. I was clinically dead for over 45 minutes. I said, I said it's a miracle. You're looking at a miracle and you heard my testimony. Oh, yes. In other words, it was a testimony, and they couldn't fight it. That's why everyone was listening. It was not some religious oratory. I gave a testimony of the power of this one true God, Jesus Christ, whom I serve. God is all-powerful. It became a testimony. So in that sense, we gave the testimony of this Jesus and his power to the whole world in seven minutes. Wow. Wow, that's powerful. And it's 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 it goes it goes right along with what you're telling us tonight. What you're telling us about we need to be focused in this hour because this could be our greatest hour. This could be our greatest moment. This could be an opportunity before something happens that changes history. We could be going up in the rapture after this. Anything, anything is possible. We're sitting in the midst of a global pandemic and there's so many rumors also. There's all kinds of rumors out there on where, what the origin is of this pandemic. But I just want to tell everyone, whatever the origin is, as the church, we have to keep moving forward. Just like 
Brother Stone King just mentioned us. We need to keep moving forward and deal with whatever we're dealing with. We have a job to do. We've got to get people ready for the coming of the Lord. And we've got to get people ready for what we need to be doing for the kingdom. It's just so powerful, Brother Stone King, what God I, is I doing. Feel this, I just feel to say this, Art, I really do feel to say this. People are very kind to me. Uh, they say some very nice things about me. They give me some very interesting, uh, uh, very nice introductions in pulpits when I speak, whatever. But the truth of the matter is, I really am no one special. I really am not. But what I really am, I am a real Bible believer. That's who I am. That's what I am. Someone asked me, a minister asked me this last year, he said, in, the, in an altar service, he walked up and said, Brother Stone King, when did you get a hold of all this? When did all this begin to happen for you? I said, I said, what do you mean? He said, when did all these miracles begin to happen? When did all these things begin to happen for you? I looked at him and said, I've always had it. I found in the Bible, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with their tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any dead anything, it shall not hurt them. They, believers, shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I said, within eight hours after I received the Holy Ghost, I was praying for people and they were miraculously healed. I've always had it because I am a believer. And if I've got it and you've got the Holy Ghost, you can do what I'm doing. You can do what I'm doing because these signs shall follow them the belief. If you're an apostolic believer baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, these properties are yours. These attributes of believers are yours. But you have to get out of the seat where you're seated and you must, must walk across the aisle and lay hands and pray for somebody. If it doesn't happen, don't even worry about that. Just keep praying for people. Just keep laying hands on people. Because if our believers... Every one of our church members in apostolic Christianity became real Bible believers, we could take our cities. Mm. In the beginning, every believer was a preacher. They tore the Roman Empire to pieces. They destroyed it. It was Christianity, apostolic Christianity, destroyed the Roman Empire because the lions couldn't eat it, the fire couldn't burn it, the walls couldn't hold it. It was out of control. There was nothing they could do. Even Nero's wife had been to the Mavertine prison. History says she was a believer. That means she had the baptism of the Holy Ghost. She spoke with tongues. She was baptized in Jesus' name. There is no end to the power of this message, but God has got to have a channel to flow through. If you're worried about your reputation, or you're worried about how you look, or if it's not going to happen, forget all of that business. You're just a channel. God is looking for a channel to flow through. He wants to flow through you. He wants to flow through me. And I let him do that. Wow. And if you will let him do that, there's no telling what you'll become. If, if every Bible believer that ought to watch something, I've passed it three times. It has the Holy, the Holy Ghost. I reiterate, 56 years. Wow. I've never known people who taught Bible studies and who witnessed other people who ever had to have a lot of counseling. Wow. People who are soul winners they never call you for counseling. It's people who don't do anything. Because if you take care of God's business, mm. and soul winning is God's business, if you take care of God's business, he will take care of your business. I've never known a soul winner, a Bible study teacher, that ever had to have a lot of counseling. Their life just comes together. Everything works out because they're taking care of God's business. 
56 years. Wow. Now people are like an accident looking for some place to happen. If they don't have a problem, they're going to create a problem. It's their way of getting attention. But if you really want to get attention, God's attention, teach a Bible study, get involved, witnessing to people. There's nothing like it. It will change your life forever. Wow. Wow. And you know, at times like this, we have time. I, I've, I've often said, what would I do if I had time? My goodness, that's being, <laughs> that's, that's being judged right now because I have time. Oh my goodness, Brother Stone King, the times that we have been on airplanes and traveling and busy, but now we have time to really dive into development and personal growth and personal prayer and getting a relationship with God and getting a hold of God. Uh, what are you doing? With, what are you doing? You're spending, from what you just told us, you're spending a lot of time in prayer and seeking the, the mind and face of God. And now you're coming in contact with some of the root of this, this sabotage that's coming against us, this attack that's coming against the church. I'm feeling it. There is warfare. I mean, there's, there's nights when I'm up in spiritual warfare thinking, what is going on? But you're giving us some direction. It's the time. It's the time we're in. But God's given us time. And I know this pandemic is horrible, but God is giving us some time in this pandemic where we can focus on prayer, fasting, and the word. Something very interesting is happening. I have been told this, and I'm sure you have been too. There are a lot of people right now that are calling apostolic preachers asking them to baptize them in Jesus' name. That's mm. happening across the country. Uh, there are people that know about this great message of apostolic Christianity. And so they're calling apostolic oneness Christians, asking them to baptize them in Jesus' name. They can't get Trinitarians to do it because Trinitarians don't believe in baptism in Jesus' name. But apostolic Christians do. So they're contacting our people, our preachers, calling them and saying things like, I know you're not having services. I know we can't come to a service, but if I just come to your church, would you baptize me in Jesus' name? That's happening wow. across the country. In other words, no one's talking about Democrats or Republicans now. That's, that's, that's history. Hmm. Nobody cares what you are. Democrats and Republicans are getting together and saying, how do we stay alive? What's the answer to this thing? How do we survive? That's what's <laughs> going on right now. The Holy Ghost, God, God instantaneously shut down all the theaters, all the movies, all the sports. Everything is shut down wow. over one simple pandemic. Wow. He shut it down in minutes. He shut down everything. And everything is locked up except those of us who are in the spirit and know what's going on. God is going to have a church. He will take wow. a church out of this world. All right, this business that they want to be baptized in Jesus' name is so great. I got word this past week. There was one family that they know about the message of baptism in Jesus' name because baptism in Jesus' name puts you in the covenant. There's a whole lesson on that. Wow. Nothing else does. Nothing else does. But the thing is, they were so desperate, they couldn't find anyone to baptize them in Jesus' name. There was no church they couldn't. So what they did was, in their desperation, Art, the family, they baptized each other in their own bathtub in Jesus' name. That's how desperate people are to be saved in this hour. What? There's a desperation reaching us. Games are over. Foolishness is over. Our whole sense 
Wow. Well, I tell you what, we're down to the bare bones of church right now. And what's really in us is, is what we're seeing. All the things that we used as scaffolding, if I could use that word without offending anybody, all that we have used that we have set up is for our help, for our good. But the core, what we're really about this is where we're at right now. This is, we don't have all, we, we don't have the, the, the fellowship of the saints. We don't, we can't get together and pray each other through and hug each other and love each other back. We've got to find a prayer room. We've got to get a hold of God. We have got, we have got to, we've got to get this together and have a personal walk with God. This is where we're at. It could, it's like a purging. It's like making sure, it's like removing all of the things that we've relied on all this time and we're now having to produce we're having we, 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 we have we can't hide behind anything that's really it's amazing what has really happened this pandemic this COVID-19 pandemic what has happened it got the church beyond the walls the church now is beyond the walls mm. of the building it's in the streets. It's everywhere. Wow. This thing got the church out of the buildings. The church is out in the streets. It's everywhere now. And I don't think we'll ever be the same. I don't think we'll ever be the same after all of this. This thing has gotten the church out of the four walls. Wow. You know, Brother Stone King, that's incredible. That's a word from God. And before we close tonight, I want to ask you to pray, because this, this, there's no telling how many people are going to get to view this. There's no telling where it'll go. And I want you to pray. We, we thank God for right, right now, the, the amazing job that our general superintendent, Bishop David Bernard, is doing. I mean, we're, we're, we, we haven't even considered how he's kept all this together in this pandemic. Yeah. We, we're talking yeah. about presidents and all these folks. Our general superintendent is doing an incredible job. We're getting messages and words and updates and email. It's amazing what's going on. Then we have our world network of prayer, Sister Flo Shaw and her team. They are, this is amazing. The job they're doing, the NAM and youth and MCM, I mean, building the bridge, all of these groups, global missions, everybody is on this. We, we're, we're rallying together, but we, we just need it. We need a, we need a prophetic prayer. We've got, we've got great men that's in the hospital right now. We do have people we're praying for. Detroit, where I'm at right now, has been blistered with this disease. We, have, we are under attack. We've got many Christians and people in the church that's fighting this disease. We, it's just happening everywhere. It's massive chaos. It's like you mentioned, this is like a sabotage. And if you would speak a word of prayer at this moment, and everybody that's watching, I'm sure they're needing it. I'm sure they're thinking, my God, let Brother Stone King pray over me right now. Brother Stone King, if you would, reaches out to God and never returns empty. Right now, Lord Jesus, by the authority of the Word of God, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm asking you in your divinity, in your omniscience, oh God, walk into the presence of everyone 
hearing my voice at this moment. Let healing virtue flow as it were from the hem of your garment. Heal, oh God, I pray in the name of Jesus. Put a barricade around our people that this virus cannot get through. In the name of Jesus, nothing is more powerful than your presence. I'm asking for the ministry of angels to be among us. Oh God, to carry, as it were, the power and the might of the glory and the purity and the holiness of heaven into our individual lives, into our homes. Anoint the men in the families, oh God, to be patriarchs in their families. Let the spirit of prayer in our homes, Lord Jesus, I'm asking. We pray, oh God, because it is written, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and he that knocketh it shall be opened. God, we are asking, we are seeking, we are knocking, and your word is true. We stand upon the word of God. Jesus name, Jesus name, Jesus name. Woo, my Lord, let it be done. You know, Brother Stone King, before we close, I just want to say publicly, if I could speak on behalf of this generation, thank you. Thank you for 56 years of service to the kingdom of God. Thank you for being an example of God's ambassador. Whenever I'm ready to give up, I remember you and how you have moved and pushed and persevered through all kinds of attacks to keep this message going. And I have even preached as one of the incredible aspects of this, the church and the movement of the last day church is how you kept in the midst of opposition, you've kept the gifts of the spirit the working of the spirit and the gift of faith in front of us, in spite of opposition, you've kept us moving forward in this direction. We need it now. We understand now. And the church is moving forward. But I want to thank you for a life of service. We are all benefiting because of the life of Brother Lee Stone King. Thank you for that. Thank you for serving this generation like you have. We love you dearly. It's the reason that I'm still alive. I'm living for you people. I will live for you and keep this up until I either pass out totally. Uh, if I die in the pulpit, that's a good way to go. I'm just going to keep going <laughs> keep doing my thing for Jesus because he is the answer to it all. There's, there's nothing like it. Jesus is the best of everything. You can take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Oh. It's, an, it's, an honor. it's an honor to serve the people and to live for the people. I am to people what they need me to be to them. Whatever people need me to be to them, that's what I am. I can be a grandfather, I can be a dad, I can be a brother, I can be a friend, I can be a confidant.
Wow. Magnificent. Thank you, Brother Stone King. Thank you for ministering to us tonight. Thank you for talking to us, giving us some of your time. We know you're busy, and I want to thank everyone that watched this video. Let's keep lifting up Brother Stone King in prayer. We need him, and let's keep moving forward. Let's take heed to what we've learned tonight. God bless you all. Take care. We appreciate you tuning in and invite you to review this podcast and share this episode on social media to help spread the good word.